Welcome to another episode of That's a Wrap Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jay Rosales. Welcome to the conference finals where the Toronto Raptors fell short on their upset bid in game one of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals in Milwaukee. Um, how do you guys feel about this game? I mean, it, it literally just finished like 30 seconds ago. Um, hey, what do you think? Hey, man. I mean, honestly, we weren't, like you said, we were playing with house money, man. It was actually a fantastic game outside of the last six minutes, outside of a couple of players, but we'll get into that. Long story short, I thought we played a really good game. I don't know. Dre, what do you think? I'm not even mad. Uh, the fact that we were even leading at one point, but um, as uh, Andrew, our guest from Arizona in the last episode, and Jay, you were saying, uh, you should play the Bucks pace. And I was saying to slow them down. But the fact that they were going lightning fast, guess what? Free fries. That happened again. We scored 10 threes in the first half. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, this was a toe-to-toe game. Uh, as you said, Jason, the last couple of minutes were a bit of a different story. But 108-100 for an Eastern Conference final, basically, the first game. There's no extreme blowouts on either end. This is going to be a tight series. I'm excited. Yeah, and um, why don't we jump straight into the numbers here. Um, as you both said, this is you know, shaping up to be a really, really interesting series. And, you know, uh, sign me up for seven games of this because yes, um, the Raptors were playing loose. The shots were finally falling. Like, it was it was great to watch. Uh, and speaking of those shots falling, uh, my first number for you is 15, and that's the number of threes the Raptors hit. I will welcome this any game of the season. Um, a very welcome sight for us who have been watching this team struggle through those first two rounds and not have those threes fall um, easily our, our, our best three point shooting performance of the playoffs. Uh, very welcome sign. Right. And it wasn't just that it wasn't just the Kawhi show. Right. And that leads me to my second number, which is seven. And that's the number of triples made by Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Uh, if you remember Kyle Lowry over everything. Right. Uh, Kyle Lowry really stepped up, man. Um, he was single-handedly going to win this game for us if we did win it. Absolutely. And, you know, there will be those who question, um, you know, what happened to Kawhi in the fourth quarter. I know I was watching the American broadcast and they kept harping on the fact that um, Kawhi was playing too many minutes um, near the end of the third quarter and that the Raptors may struggle in the fourth. Um, you know, I hate when Reggie Miller is correct because I just, I'm not a fan of him, <laughs> um, but he actually nailed it, right? I mean, um, I don't know if, if it was because of the the play calling or or um, what was going on with, with Kawhi's usage there in the fourth quarter because he ended the fourth quarter with, I believe, it was 30 points. So it's, it's a shame that he didn't um, have the fourth quarter performance that we've kind of come to get used to uh, throughout these playoffs. But like I said, Kyle Lowry stepped up. He was huge for us. Uh, if you guys remember the last time the Raptors beat the Bucks, or I guess the only time the Raptors beat the Bucks this season, it was in Milwaukee. And it was, you know, it kind of ended up being a two-man show. But at the same time, um, very promising first quarter. And that's my final number that I'm going to throw out to you guys. And that's five. And five is the number of starters who each hit a three-pointer in the 
first quarter. You see, there's a theme with all of my numbers. All I have to do with threes, and that's I feel is a big uh, proponent to beating these Bucks because they are the best three point shooting team in the league, and we got to match them, right? We got to show mm-hmm. up, and we absolutely did in this first game. And yeah, like I said, in the first quarter, each of our guys hit three pointers. That was huge. That that you set off the momentum, right? I mean, I I kind of entered this game thinking, you know, the Bucks are gonna be well rested. You know, the 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 emotional letdown from um such a dramatic game seven for the Raptors it just for me it it I wouldn't have been surprised if the Bucks blew us out by about thirty points um but if there's something to gauge or something to take from this moving forward and I hope I'm not stealing any of your positives here Jay um, <laughs> is look at how the the other for game ones went for the Raptors. Um, yeah, agreed. Lost to the Magic, everyone was freaking out. Ended up being a a blowout for for the Raptors. And then look at game one against Philly. We blew them out, thinking, okay, this is going to be an easy series, and as sure as heck wasn't. So I don't know what you want to take from this being a very close um, game one. I, I I don't know what you want to take from this, but. It was very promising. Uh, again, we shouldn't be this happy about a loss. We, it's not that I am happy. It's just um, I think we're we're we've got a lot of good positives to take out of this. And speaking of positives, Jay, why don't you uh, hit us with yours? Sure thing. Uh, I mean, I've, if we're gonna take anything away from this, I, I feel like it should be mostly positive than negative. It, it, I guess for Raptors fans too, it was kind of surprising to see all those threes go in, but. It's kind of because of recency bias. The last series we played against Philly, we couldn't see a shot go in, right? Now, everybody on a starting lineup had at least one three-pointer, and it was really promising. And we got Kyle Lowry, which is our, my first positive, going hitting seven three-pointers. Like, that's that's amazing. If we can take these into our next few games, I feel like we have a really good chance. Now, the reason why I feel like we are positive is because this is the type of game that we play. The the hard defense, the steals, the running in transition, the three-pointers. This is what makes the Raptors dangerous. What didn't work against Philly is because they had the size to defend everything we could throw at them. Um, we had one advantage when it came to Marcus All, but at this point in time, we don't have it. Um, Brooke Lopez is killing us with those three-pointers. It's kind of like a completely different series, and game one for, for the Raptors, we lost, but then we blew out the Magic. And then game one versus Philadelphia, we won, and then it went down to seven. For this one, it's like, you know what? I feel like we could, if we can play like this for the rest of the series, we can definitely take this to seven. And I, I, I truly believe that. So my second positive is how cool and calm and collective uh, our team was playing, especially when the Bucks went on a run. Milwaukee has a great fan base and and we we've seen it throughout the season throughout these playoffs they're really rowdy they're really really loud but so many times uh when Milwaukee went on a run the Raptors kind of pushed right back and then they took the crowd right out of it so that's a type of experience that we have and that we need for the rest of the series um and I think we're going to bring that uh, for the next game my final one is Again, those three-pointers. It's nice to see shots go in. Generally, just shots go in. The last six minutes of the fourth quarter, a little bit different. Uh, Marcus Ole, Danny Green, you got to get something out of... You, you can't You can't just dribble off your foot and, and expect, a, expect a call. Like You can't play off the officiating because it's not going to go either way. 
Um, so you have to play and use your experience. Shoot that ball. I mean, the amount of times that Danny Green was open to shoot it, even if it, okay, let's say it wasn't a very good shot. If it does hit the rim, you have a chance to get that defensive or offensive rebound. But if you don't shoot it, you're going to risk the chance of playing against that shot clock, which is the sixth defender. So we got to get something from Danny Green and Marcus Saul, and I think that because of our experience, they're going to come back stronger and better uh, in game two. So, yeah, Trey, what do you think, brother? Thank you, Jason. Uh, that's actually one of the takeaways I had from this game is uh, Marcus Saul and Danny Green at late in the fourth. That was the result of the Bucks rightfully double-teaming Kawhi because guess what? They weren't scared of what Gasol was going to do. They weren't scared of what Danny Green was going to do. They had threes earlier. They had some impressive shots earlier. But this wasn't like they, they were threatening in any sort of way. This wasn't Kyle Lowry that, that they were leaving open. We have to call their bluff. It's hard to say one of the things you have to do is make your shot. Because shots go in, they don't go in. It's just one of those things. But if you need to, and you're Mark Gasol, and you get that open look, you can call a bluff by shooting, or you could drive up and get the two points because guess what? They're double teaming Kawhi. Don't just pass it off or dribble it off your foot or try to, you know, place like a schoolyard street ball by like dribbling it through your legs and stuff. That's not going to cut it. That's unfortunately why the margin at the end increased the way that it did. We have to find a way to make these open doors and not you standing in front of the classroom having to give a presentation. Don't be scared. Take advantage of the shit. What would Adenokubo do? He would Euro step from the half from the halfway line all the way over, get it in. That's what you gotta do, Marcus All. If you're Daddy Green, you gotta worm your way in. These things are very, very workable. Mm-hmm. Secondly, offensive rebounds. And this one's tough because it's not like the other series where it's like, why aren't we trying hard enough? We are. There's two words for you. Yanni Antetokounmpo, the guy's a beast. He's so hard to, to, to keep up with. But guess what? You still have to try and find a way to do so because there's that size advantage, but you have to find a way to do what they're doing with Kawhi, maybe double mm-hmm. team. Get a way to get those offensive rebounds because, and like I said in the last episode, like Steve Kerr did with the Warriors, uh, Bunhauser is um, doing with the Bucks this revisionist style of play. Yanni storms down the court. He gets triple teamed. He yanks it out all the way to like the perimeter with his long ass arms. They shoot a three. If it misses, he storms his way in and gets the rebound. It's almost effortless how often this works or the three goes in or he just gets it in the first, the first way he stormed down. Right? Like, and the final thing is Guess what? All five of their starters gone into double digits. And their bench is so deep. Our bench kind of has to step it up. It's hard. I mean, there were some pretty good plays from our bench, but we have to keep up because they're like 10 players deep. Yeah. We're like six. Yeah. But see, this is the thing. I mean, uh, I think when you're talking about Adetokounmpo, I don't think he had that big of an impact uh, that he usually does. Most of it was Brooke Lopez. And the thing is, 
as much as I think that Green and Gasol are going to snap out of it from game one and do a better job in the rest of the series because of that experience, I honestly don't think Lopez is going to uh, give you 30 for the for the next exactly. game. Exactly. You know what I mean? So uh, That's why I didn't even bother bringing him up because that's yeah. like a rare performance from him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. I think there's gonna, there's a lot of easy things to clean up. Like, don't let a, yeah. uh, Gasol... Uh, sorry, don't let Lopez shoot freely and clean up the boards. And then on an offensive end, just shoot your shot. It definitely worked in the first half. Like there's these are easy things that yeah. even fans can can point out. Absolutely. I mean, we are well, fans. I mean, That's why Brook Lopez was actually a very good uh three point shooter. I remember we were weren't we joking about him being in the three point competition? Yeah. Uh, so he does have yeah. a history of of shooting shooting threes and I think, you know, Jay you tweeted out earlier, I mean, if if the Bucks are going to rely on him as their offensive threat, then by all means, right, that kind of plays into the Raptors' hands. And, you know, you both pointed out, and rightfully so, the the the, the poor play, I guess you could say, of, of Gasol and Green. But that's exactly what the Bucks want, right? I mean, they are giving up these, these open shots to Gasol and Green until they can prove that they can hit it. Um, you know, we mentioned this in, in, in the preview pod yesterday that, the Bucks give up the, I believe it's the most three pointers to to teams um, in the NBA, but they're very smart about who they give it to. They're not just willy mm. nilly like, hey, all of you can shoot threes just so we can pack the paint. Um, they're selectively making sure that whoever is left open is not a sharpshooter, right? And uh, you know, luckily for for the Raptors, um, you know, they got seven triples. As I was saying earlier, they got seven out of nine from. Lowry and I'm sure Bucks fans are can live with that knowing that hey we just survived a a Lowry game that probably isn't going to be happening uh, again this series or at least w- with that kind of efficiency mm-hmm. um and still came out with a win so I mean there's there's positives and negatives to this and I'm just happy that it was a competitive game again I, I was anticipating a bit of a blowout and and to your earlier point guys about um, you know what we had talked about yesterday about the, the the pace of the game. The Raptors actually played at a pace that was that would rank as the top five in, in the in the regular season. They ran at a pace of one hundred two point six, while the Bucks only went at a pace of ninety eight point eight. That's well below their season average. So I think the Raptors did a good job in terms of trying to control the pace of the game. I think in the fourth quarter, um, it just kind of caught up to them because, again, they're they're, they're just not used to that. And I think that's what Andrew was kind of alluding to yesterday in in his concerns was, uh, you know, you know the Bucs are going to pick up the pace in the second half. How are the Raps going to handle it? And, you know, we did, as as Jay, you were pointing out earlier about how we were able to answer some of these, uh, some of their runs and and keep them at bay. But eventually the fourth quarter caught up to us and... uh, yeah, it's um, it didn't turn out the way Raptors fans would have liked, but mm-hmm. again, a lot of positive signs as we uh, head into Game Two. Right, it's not like a blowout loss in like Game Six versus Philly, like you or Game Three. It, w- it wasn't any of that. This was like a positive thing to take out of it. And once we clean up small things, silly things that I think that Nurse should have should have done, like put in Serge Ibaka a little bit earlier and honestly I thought Norman Powell was having a great game it's some some small things that you could clean up I think we, we could have had this in the bag this was a surprise for Bucks fans and Raptors fans 
uh, collectively because I've been talking to Raptors fans. They're like, you know what? As long as this isn't a blow up, as long as this isn't a sweep, I never thought it was going to be. I think this is going to be a really long series, a good series and an offensive series. So as even though we are down 0-1, it feels okay. Knowing that there are the Bucks still need to win three more games in order to advance, and we just need to win four. And again, Jay, you see, you've harped on this before. We win one game in Milwaukee, home court is ours. Yeah, and I think uh, the only major negative out of this is we're down one. That's it. As you said, we win the next one, home court advantage. But guess what we did with, with the Magic? We analyzed what was happening. We adjusted our game and we matched. We were already matching with this team. It's not like we were scrambling with our, with our heads cut off and like not even knowing what to do. This was a pretty toe-to-toe game. And Brooke Lopez had a freakish night. So did Lowry. But who knows who's going to go off next with the Bucks? I feel like Nick Nurse is the kind of person who doesn't take charge. He adapts. And I think he, you'll see what we can do to improve this game. Because guess what? Yanni, as you said, Jay, didn't have the kind of numbers he usually puts up. He wasn't going off quite as well as he could. Who knows? We could even stuff him up even more. Who knows? I see brights out of this. But even let's, let's argue that all of it goes south. At the end of the day, I see two things. And they, they're both the same thing. Two teams that might give the Warriors a run for their money in the finals. And that's, I think, a breath of fresh air for a lot of people. So whatever happens, it's this is still exciting. Absolutely. You hit on the head. Um, I, I'm expecting some big games from from both the superstars in Game 2. Uh, again, Kawhi getting 31-9 and nine is not bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, exactly. I'm expecting a, a lot more from him, especially in the fourth quarter in Game 2. Um, uh, you know Nurse is going to make that a point of emphasis because you know the media is going to grill him on his lack of usage in the fourth quarter. So I expect a big game from Kawhi. And probably we're looking at a 30-point game out of uh, Antetokounmpo, right? So this should be interesting. Let's yep. uh, buckle up for game two. Yep, expect expect the worst, but you know what? We can also expect greatness from our Raptors. So until next time, until Friday, we'll talk to you in game two. That's a wrap. Uh, just one last quick thing. I just uh, sent our regards to the Babcock family. Unfortunately, uh, we learned of the passing earlier today as a result of cancer. And, uh, you know, Babcock was our GM for a couple of years in the mid-2000s. And uh, we're all sending our, our thoughts and prayers.